concept of ritual, uh, what what feels like rituals, comes from the from the from the assumption that all of these rituals are meant to enhance my life. It's good for me. But I look at them, and I don't see how it's good for me. I don't see what it does for me. You know, once in a while I don't do them, and nothing's wrong. (laughs) But it's all based on the assumption that it's good for me. And so, when I don't see how it's good for me, it becomes an empty ritual. I'm just going through the motions because I don't see anything happening. But knowing that this is really what God enjoys, so I'm not doing a ritual, I'm serving Him. Now, I can serve my father, like bring him coffee or something, and I don't even drink coffee. But I don't call that a ritual. I call that getting my father some coffee. So it doesn't have to be meaningful to me. If it's meaningful to someone I love, it's not a ritual. It's a service. Like, you know, husbands saying to their wives, I love you. Husbands don't need to say that. But wives need to hear that. So if a man tells his wife, I love you, is that just a ritual? (laughs) Or or is that (laughs) self-preservation? You do it if you know what's good for you. So knowing that it's meaningful to him eliminates the whole notion of ritual. It's not a ritual. I'm doing something that I don't enjoy but somebody does. We don't have to share the same enjoyments. You know, in general, if you want to think about religion as as a whole, the, the values that we have, or would love to have, seem unattainable. I was just watching this little clip online about millions of teenagers who are vowing chastity until marriage. They sign a card and they get a ring and they do a ritual <laughs> where they pledge to be uh, to be celibate until they're married. And, you know, there, there's some healthy parts to it, some not healthy parts to it, but Everyone would like to be celibate until they're married. It just doesn't seem doable. So one of the criticisms against this uh, uh, this uh, sanctity of love that they call it, one of the criticisms is you're going to pledge at 15 to be celibate until you're 25 You're going to go 10 years without sex. Come on. It's not realistic. So yes, it would be wonderful, but it's not doable. See, that's what happened with the entire Bible. God says, 
There are 10 commandments. There are 613 commandments. And everybody said, whoa, that's wonderful. I don't think I can do it. I, I can't be that good. And so in desperation, we convince ourselves that these virtues that we are admiring are really not that important. Like sour grapes, you know. If I can't live up to it, but I really believe in it, it's going to make me feel guilty. So instead, I say, you know, we're never meant to live up to that standard anyway. It's unrealistic to begin with. It's, uh, it's not, not important. But deep down inside, we know it's important. Like honoring your parents. Every family in the world is suffering because children don't honor. Every parent in the world would love to have children who honor them. We just can't figure out how to make it happen. You know, kids today, they don't respect anybody. They're out of control. So here's, here's the thing. Hasidic Judaism has simply found a way to attain all of these virtues in a realistic, practical, and structured way. We're simply trying to make what everybody wants doable and available. There's got to be a way so over the, over the 3,000 years since the, the event at Sinai, since God gave us the Ten Commandments, in these 3,000 years, the best minds, the greatest scholars, the greatest thinkers devoted themselves to making it workable. So we haven't given up on any of the virtues. And when people come to a Hasidic or Chabad community, they see there everything they wish they had. They just don't know how, how it happens. How is it that your children love to get up and bring you something and do what you said and honor you? How is it that teenagers are celibate until they're married without taking vows, without making rituals about it, without signing an agreement. They're innocent. Everybody wants innocence. We just don't know how to get there. So we have the teachings, the wisdom, that the, the, the customs that make it all doable. And that solves the biggest religious problem of all is our God's expectations unrealistic? 